0: This is Get A Real Job, the podcast devoted to people who choose risk over safe bets, who pursue their passion against all odds and are doing what they want, how they want, despite people and sometimes the voices in their own heads telling them they're nuts.
1: When the field that I wanted to work in didn't exist, I created it. The only thing you have to decide is how hard you want to work.
0: I really never went into the design of the restaurant of not succeeding one way or another I was going to succeed. I'm your host Dan Bova, editorial director of entrepreneur.com. Thanks for listening. And now, get a real job. You name a barrier in the business world and today's guest has gotten around it, climbed over it, or just plain knocked it over. Ann Mukherjee is the chairman and CEO of Pernod Picard North America She has been a transformative leader in the male-dominated wine and spirits industry, who has not only led her company to great financial success, but has spearheaded a truly revolutionary campaign about responsible drinking. Anne is one of the amazing women who are being celebrated in Entrepreneur Magazine's 2021 list of women of impact, and I'm thrilled to
1: speak with her. Welcome, Anne. It's great to be here, Dan. Thank you so much for having me
0: great to talk to you uh, there's, there's so much to get to um, you know I must say I'm a big fan of your products and uh, but I love the approach you've taken to encouraging responsible drinking and behavior and I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the social media campaign that you spearheaded and what inspired you to do it
1: so um, like anything it usually starts with the business problem but the opportunity is to solve the business problem in a way um, that really helps people understand the values of a brand. So when I first joined Prono Ricard, our Absolute brand, which is, as you know, an icon brand, um, and, you know, it was having some business trouble and it had kind of lost its way as a brand. Um, And Absolute's always been a brand about, you know, provoking cultural issues. And, you know, way back in the 80s, they were talking about gay rights before anyone else was. Mm you know, they really push the envelope. So we said, okay, what's relevant today for Absolute to be talking about in a responsible way? And, you know, the Me Too movement was going on and there was a lot of research among, you know, young millennials, you know, telling us that companies need to stand up, you know, mm-hmm. and own it. Yeah. And so, you know, when you think about um, consent, it's a gray, gray space. And a lot of people will use alcohol Um, as a weapon in that uncertainty, um, you know, to victimize um, people sexually. Mm. And as an alcohol company, we felt it was important to say, that's not acceptable. Only a yes to sex is yes. And so we launched the Sex Responsibly campaign. So people could really dialogue, right? You know, buying someone a drink doesn't mean a yes. Yes you know right, giving right. somebody a ride in a taxi doesn't mean a yes mm. and i think it spurred a conversation and when you read the conversation among consumers it was like finally someone's given me permission and a language to speak and we felt that was important to do for absolute not only for society but to bring the business back to the brand
0: right and it's just amazing uh that you did that and took that approach cuz you know for years uh you know being so in, in media uh, you know liquor companies it's it's all like you know there's never a problem with anything you know drink responsibly and everything's fine you know there's there is the that's where the dialogue ended um and that you are that you're taking such a, a stance on it and being so open about it and honest about what the dangers can be uh, i think is amazing and i wonder since you were one of the first or if not the the first to take uh, a step like that did you have a moment of hesitation
1: so for me personally um you know i had personally zero hesitation from a business perspective i wanted to make sure we were doing this the right way right mm-hmm. and but let me tell you why i had no personal hesitation my mother was killed by a drunk driver when i was 14 years old i myself am a victim of sexual abuse um, and alcohol played a part in that. And so for me, you know, a lot of people ask me, why are you going to be CEO of an alcohol company? And the reason I did that was because I feel I know what that pain is like. I don't want others to go through it. So if you really want a seat at the table to make change, you got to walk into the fire. Right. And so for me, it, it was no hesitation at all. As a matter of fact, I told my personal story as a part of the campaign because I think today's CEOs, you know, there is no more personal is different than business. Mm. Business is personal and consumers want to see what do you stand for as a leader?
0: Uh, it's amazing. And, and uh, the story that you've told is heartbreaking and just incredibly brave for you to share that. And, uh, I think certainly, well, I know it certainly touched, uh, many lives. So, uh, you know, apl- applauding you for doing that. Um, you know, you, you speak about, uh, connecting with your, your customers and how does, how does that, how does your approach translate to, you know, the, the people you're leading in the business? Uh, how, how are you, How does that translate to your leadership style and and how do you hope to inspire people that work for you?
1: So I will tell you, um, you know, just like consumers, they don't just want to buy brands. They want to buy into brands. They want to know what you stand for and stand against. Right. Employees are exactly the same. They just don't want to join a company. They want to join a company that fits their values. Right. They want to buy into something because they spend a lot of their time here. Yeah. And, you know, as a leader, I've known for a long time, a paycheck is not enough. You have to earn people's energy because they that's their right. They can give energy, positive energy anywhere they want. Right. So I believe as a leader, my job is not just to help people understand the possible. It's to unleash their potential to realize the impossible. And so I believe in the servant leadership model, where the CEO is actually, it's a reverse pyramid. The CEO is at the bottom of the pyramid. Uh We're here to serve. We're here to remove obstacles. We're here to help people realize their whole self and bring all of that to work. Because when we do that, we play on our toes, not our heels. And when that happens, incredible positive energy becomes exponential. That
0: that's that's so great. And I, I hope uh, people who are in a position of leadership are are listening with their ears wide open. And, you know, I'm curious because uh, over the course of my career and many people I know who are uh, my age or older than me, you know, we didn't always have that um, that feeling that uh, we did kind of want to we wanted to have a cool job and we wanted to make money, but we didn't um, maybe have that that calling to do something as you uh, just described that, that we could really like buy into? What do, what do you think has changed in the workforce that uh, is making that so important to people?
1: Yeah, I think if you look at the younger generations, right? You look at the millennials, you look at the Gen Z, I happen to have, you know, two twins in the Gen Z generation. Um, you know, they're about holding the world society uh, accountable. Mm. And, um, you know, and I and I think more and more people are I, I think there's been an awakening, um, you know, s- social injustice. You you call it what it is. We now live in a very divisive world and, you know, people are taking sides on everything. Now, here's the thing. As a CEO, people were like, well, what does that matter when you're a CEO? Well, think about it in any company. Um, you basically are representing America. I have very, very conservative people that work at our company. I have very, very liberal people that work in this company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's not about being political. Right. It's about understanding your purpose and values as a company. And for us at Prono Ricard, we believe in conviviality, we believe in unlocking the magic of human connection. And that's, that's what our products do. If It's about safety and responsibility and enjoyment. Right. And so for me, I have to lean in on those values. And what I have to be vocal about is the things that cause people from not connecting. It doesn't matter what your political views are. Let's just remember that we're here to raise the spirit of humanity. And so I think every CEO has to ask themselves, what do you stand for as a company? And what, therefore, is your responsibility, not just in business, but in society? Because at the end of the day, it's not about just returning on investment. It's about returning on responsibility.
0: Uh, that, I, I love that. That's that's so great. And, you know, you're in this position uh, as a CEO, but I, I'm sure your, your philosophy didn't just uh, happen overnight once you became CEO, um, you know, along the way. I think people sometimes forget that you don't have to be the boss of all bosses to, to, to be kind to other people or to help mentor uh, those around you. Um, how do you try to foster that kind of atmosphere at, uh, at, at Perno?
1: So a few things. I think um, you know, all organizations should try to be a learning organization. When people are curious, when people are allowed to learn, that expands the way people think, the way people treat each other, um, and how they evolve and grow individually. So that's absolutely number one. I've always believed in that. I also believe CEOs, now not all CEOs are this way, but I'm very passionate about teaching. Mm. Because when you become a teaching leader, you're actually helping people to fish. And so, you know, again, it, it that unlocks um, communities to come together to do different things that they thought they couldn't do on their own. So that's very important to me. The last thing that's really important is, you know, I and my leadership team, we spend a lot of time helping people figure out how to bring their whole selves to work. Mm. You know, and today, especially post pandemic, you know, one of the biggest challenges is not just physical safety, but mental safety. Right. And, you know, we've started, um, Mentoring programs where you know in today's world, in today's digitized world, you know, there's a fantastic organization that we work with called BetterUp. And you literally, based on your profile, you get a range of mentors that you can literally go on your phone and talk to anytime you want. So you got an issue with presentation skills. You have an issue with your children. You have an issue with feeling confident in meetings. It literally customizes the way you need to come and really stand up, not just in work, but in life. And it's programs like this. It's about helping people realize their full potential. And if you can do these three things and then remember that it's okay to be vulnerable and not perfect, um, you know, I think more and more people, if we can just embrace that, it, it could bring a lot of good.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I wonder if, uh, you know, you've done a lot of incredible things over the course of your career. Um, are there, are there any kind of particular moments that, that stand out to you where you kind of like took a step back and were just like, wow, you know, I did that, or I was a part of that, or just real moments of personal pride?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I I would tell you, most of my successes have come from failure. Mm. And I always say that failure and embracing failure has been my S curve to my growth. Every time I fail, I start a new chapter and, you know, some things, yes, I've, I've had amazing successes working with amazing people, right? We've, you know, I've done everything from, you know, um, uh, creating campaigns at Super Bowl for those of you who might remember, and Doritos, you know, we had our consumers actually make our ads on the Super Bowl, and if you know Super Bowl advertising, that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And it it, it really disrupted the advertising industry. I was not their favorite for a long time because <laughs> um, I was making ads for free, right? So right, um, you know, and winning the Super Bowl ads, right? So I was winning all the contests on 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 uh, on USA Today Ad Meter. But here's the thing. Um, It took a couple of failures to get to those successes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think people, you know, a lot of people will give up the first time they fail Mm -hmm. and they throw the baby out with the bathwater. And usually you shouldn't do that. Usually you're onto something. You just got to work through the kinks to execute it the right way. So I always tell people, turn your breakdowns into breakthroughs. Hmm. And when you do, incredible things could happen.
0: More coming up from our guests, but first, a word from our sponsor. So I tend to get a new phone fairly often. They aren't cheap, but the reason I do is that it gets slow and clunky and I run out of storage and it's not pleasant to use the apps I wanna use and the camera doesn't do all the new tricks. And then I think, I bet it's an even bigger problem for technology startups. You start small, you've got some okay cloud computing power, but then you find your tech struggling. How frustrating is it knowing that you probably can't handle bigger stuff? And worse, how painful is it not being able to confidently take on enterprise-sized clients or jobs? That makes it tough to grow and you're just stuck. Well, Oracle has this startup partnership you should know about. It's cleverly called Oracle for Startups. The idea is even though you're a startup, you can tap into the cloud computing power, expertise, and connections of a big dog like Oracle. You get free cloud credits and 70% off their cloud services. Plus, with multi-cloud support and no vendor lock-in, you build this out any way you want. Now you aren't frustrated and you've got the power to scale and you're free to go after your dream customers. Don't stay stuck. Go check out oracle.com slash go to slash real job. That's oracle.com slash go to slash real job. And we're back. I'm sure you, you must get, uh, you know, a lot of people asking you for advice, um, what do you say to people, you know, maybe people are listening to this who, you know, they they've kind of dreamed of starting something or they're they're and they don't even know what it is. Uh, but they know they want to do something else. They know they want to be, you know, make a bigger impact. Like, how do you advise people to like get started?
1: You know, it's gonna sound very simple. Um, uh, but I'm gonna recommend two things to people, which is kind of what's guided me in my journey. The first is, and this is incredibly hard, for you to be successful, you need to understand who you are. And one of the hardest things about life is unconditionally loving yourself. Mm. And I mean loving yourself um, for all your strengths, all your weaknesses, all your threats and opportunities. Everyone needs to do their own spot analysis and when you do that you really understand what you're truly great at your strengths and what you're truly not you know your yeah. weaknesses but your weaknesses don't try to fix them they make your strengths your strengths right compensate for them right and really get rid of the threats in your life really go deep down what scares you right deal with those things right and unlock your opportunities now that's important because if you don't know what you're good at just like companies if companies don't understand their strategic advantage how are they going to be you know, differentiated and make a profit in the world? Same thing with people. So that's the first thing. Everyone mm. should really understand that, embrace it. Yeah. Love all of yourself, right? That's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, and this is going to sound weird, but a lot, I do a lot of journaling and meditation. And they say that if you can calm your mind and meditate, not just about, what you want to do, but the feeling of what that outcome feels like, right? I want to help the world. Okay. Meditate on that feeling. What you're going to find is that things unfold for you that you never looked at before. You're Hmm. training your mind. Right. Um, And, you know, I I do a lot of that. I'm very curious. I ask a lot of questions. I talk to a lot of people. Um, Let yourself immerse yourself into that and in that process you're going to find out wow i never thought this was possible or this door opened up you know deepak chopra who's who's big in this whole space that says there's no coincidences in life hmm. we actually will ourselves unconsciously to outcomes we want right but do it in a way that's positive
0: yeah uh, you know and uh, as you were talking i was just remembering from myself you know uh wanting a a particular job, you know, for years and years and years and finally getting it and then having to admit to myself a couple of months into it that I was absolutely miserable and hated it. You know, I I didn't know what the reality of it was going to (laughs) be. So, uh, you know, you do have to be honest with yourself. Why suffer through something just because in your head you said, this is what I'm going to be. So I I think that's that's great.
1: It's a profound thing you're saying because too many people, at the end of the day, don't end up doing what they want to. They do what people expect them to.
0: Mm, right. Um,
1: in you know in the in the
0: intro, we and obviously you're on this uh, list of impactful women. How has you know, as we said, you're a woman CEO in this kind of male-dominated industry um how do you see things changing are they changing um what what has that been like
1: i have to tell you i wish change was faster um mm-hmm. i think everybody does um but i'm also very cognizant and grateful that things are changing right so you know many times you know i'm in boardrooms where usually i'm the only woman or the you know let alone the only woman of color from indian origin um, but it takes a few, and, it, and it's taken a few men and women in my career that really get it and really, really want to push the envelope. And, you know, when I talk about, you know, trying to change, you know, the world that we live in, we have to embrace it's. It, there's something at Pernod Ricard that our global chairman, Alex Ricard, um, you know, is, is our diversity and inclusion. It's called better balance. And it's this notion that it's not about one versus the other. It's about balancing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got to give, you know, my boss, my you know, Alex Ricard, a lot of credit. I mean, not only did he, am I the first outside hire in the history of Pernod Ricard, he brought in an American woman, right. And he took a big risk with me, but the people who are making change are the ones that are willing to lean in. And I've learned a lot from a lot of men, just as I have from a lot of women, right. And I think this notion of, you know, us pushing the envelope, when people open the door for us, we got to cross the threshold. And right. then once we do, we got to start opening a whole bunch of doors really fast. Right, right, right. You know, and, and it's, it's about momentum and we got to keep it up and we got we to gotta look at everything that we're given as gifts. Because it's never about the stimulus; it's never. It's about your response. Mm. And so, I've I've been very, very fortunate um, to meet some incredible people in my career that have gotten me to where I am today.
0: And, and can you speak to um, the the power uh, that uh, diversity within an organization brings to that organization? You know the. The bottom line is that it's actually going to, you know, there's been multiple studies and discussions about this, but having multiple points of view in a room making decisions is great for business.
1: It's 100% great for business, Dan. You you are absolutely right. You think about it. We serve a society that is incredibly diverse. And if you only have one voice trying to design services and products and brands, to that community, you're going to look like you're a Martian trying to talk to them, right? Right, right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You
1: you have to be, for for people to want to buy into you, they have to feel that you're empathetic to who they are. Mm. And so, you know, diversity brings that number one. Number two, diversity brings better thinking. We've Many of us know this whole notion of groupthink, right? And You got to break that down. Let's remember that we live in a world that is not supply-driven anymore. We live in a world that's demand-driven because consumers with their smartphones, they're in control. Right. And if we don't have diverse thinking that's outside-the-box thinking, because what got you here last year ain't going to get you there next year, right? Right, Right. Yeah. How much disruption have we seen in the business world? Okay, all I have to say is things like Blockbuster and Kodak and people are going to get it, right? (laughs) right. Yep. It's diversity that helps you take ad- adversity and make your advantage.
0: All uh, right. Yes, a- absolutely. Um, well, I know you're you're uh, an extremely busy person, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, um, and you've done so many great things, but we're putting the pressure on you to say, what's next? What is your hope uh, for, the, for the next year, five years, 10 years? What, what, what are the big ideas that you're percolating?
1: Well, listen, I will tell you in the short run, I'll tell you what my aspirations are. We are still living in an incredibly difficult world in this pandemic. It's changing everything. How we work, how we live, how we think, how we act, how we love. It's it's changed everything. And in this pandemic, we've gone backwards on many things. We've gone backwards with women, right? Because they're the ones who had to quit and stay at home. So for me, the most immediate thing over the next year or two, as we continue to build, you know, our businesses, we've got to rethink how we rebuild our people. Mm. And, you know, what is the new way of working? How do we bring women back? Um, how, how do we unite, right? How, what is our role in society as companies? So, you know, I'm very focused on that. And that that's very important to me. And I think in the longer term, you know, when I I think about my next chapter, here's the thing. When people ask me, "And did you know you wanted to be a CEO one day? Heck no. Mm -hmm. I had no clue what I wanted to be.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, But what's always guided me is where can I make the most impact, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, when you ask me what I'm thinking more long term, maybe it's to stay a CEO. Maybe it's to teach full time you know, maybe it's to open up a restaurant. I love cooking, right? I have a, I have bought a house that has two kitchens. So someday I could open up my own restaurant. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 I've thought about, you know, just going nonprofit to help people. I mean, look, it's, it's back to what we talked about being open, understanding what kind of impact I want to make and being open to just wanting to help others realize their full potential. Ah, uh, that's fantastic. Well,
0: it's been uh, amazing uh, talking to you and, and uh, seeing all the incredible things that you're doing uh, from afar. So so thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your, uh, I'm assuming, insane schedule. Uh, so I uh, really appreciate your time and uh, and all the kind of wisdom you shared here, some, some amazing stuff. So uh, thanks so much.
1: Well, Dan, thank you. And the only thing I'll remind your listeners is one last thing. Yeah, don't be a workaholic. Be a lifeaholic.
0: There you go. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, thank you so much. Uh, uh, I hope uh, hope we get to talk again soon because uh, this has been amazing. Thank you, Dan. That's our episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Get a real job comes out every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or wherever you harvest your favorite podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a share. do oh, make me people. Go to entrepreneur.com for new episodes of this and to listen to our other great podcasts. Thanks.